Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. How are you, brother? Okay. Taking a nap over here. Okay. <laughs> hey, good morning to you, Mark. You're looking bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and may I say, you are strikingly handsome. Amen, brother. Thank it is you. April Fool's Day, you know. I, know. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just getting an in. It's contractually obligated to say that at least once a month, and uh, today was the day. Well, it is. It's also April Fool's Day. I thought, how okay, appropriate. Right, how appropriate. <laughs> Would you say I'm handsomer, or as time goes on, I'm less handsome? Well, if I said you look like you've been drugged through the mud and put away wet, how would that... <laughs> and put away both. <laughs> no, you, you're a nice-looking guy, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you. Someone somewhere. Your lovely bride must think you are. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody must have somewhere. Somebody. All right. Well, welcome on board. That concludes this morning's frivolity. It is April Fool's. <laughs> oh, is that it? We're done with that now? <laughs> well... No more frivolity. It was pretty wasteful. I had an April Fool's joke to pull on you. Oh, did you? Yes, but I decided against it. Okay, I'm glad for that. I don't like jokes. <laughs> uh, Lowe's kind of jokes, anyway. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. If you'd like to join us uh, today on this April 1st, uh, 2021, uh, we have Mr. Rob Center as our fabulous producer. He'll be your first uh, greeter as you uh, come on to uh, get on the air. Uh, you can also email us. At on the market, and text us at 70236 on the mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do as I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com on numerous occasions. Build a Ford, uh, Hyundai, or Kia to your exact specifications. Scroll through the colors. The colorizer is my favorite part. You just click on it and it changes the color of your vehicle and you can spin the vehicle around and see how it's going to look with a different color. So make sure you're doing what I'm doing, picking out exactly the color that you want. Our toll-free line is open, 1-800-795-9565. Email on the mark at WKOK.com, and you can text us at 70236. Have yes, you sir. heard the latest? Now we're turning baseball into politics again. I love it how we turn <laughs> sports <laughs> into politics. Well, does he mean is President Trump talking about no, kneeling no. again? No, President Trump is no longer president. Uh, president Biden is expressing... He still support. is a president. Though. Right, expressing support for the idea that the All-Star Game should be moved out of Atlanta in response to the new Georgia election election law that sparked a fierce backlash among liberals. During an interview on ESPN, Biden was asked about comments made by Tony Clark, the executive director of the Major League Baseball Players Association, who said he'd look forward to discussing moving the July 13th game out of Georgia as a form of economic punishment to the GOP-backed election reform legislation recently signed and looked a law by Governor Brian Kemp. 
And of course, Biden uh, repeated a claim that got him five Pinocchio or four Pinocchios before, and he's still claiming that the polls, this new law closes the polls at five o'clock where working people are just getting off work, man. It's not in the bill. Never was in the bill. So he dropped the, the false he gets Sunday four Pinocchios. Claim. <laughs> well, he was saying that the polls were going to be closed on Sunday also. Uh, Have the polls ever voting. been open Sunday? Well, they're open for early voting, yes. And there's a process in Georgia where uh, primarily African Americans vote on Sunday following church. I think they called it Soul to Vote, or I believe is the name of it. But uh, that was originally in the proposal to curtail that, but that was taken out. So that's not in the well, bill. Well, there's a the thing I don't understand that, that supposedly you can't bring water or food to somebody waiting in line to vote. Within 150 feet of the polling yeah, place. Yeah, I think the implication is that, you know, people would you'd stand there looking for uh, oh, I'm going to vote for your candidate because you brought me a bottle of yes, water. Yes, no. <laughs> you brought me a pepperoni pizza. All right. Well, I'll vote for you. Voting. Who do you want me to vote for? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you know, and I think we, we should, you know, if we want to talk about the Georgia law, we should go through it. But uh, President Biden's got to be, you know, he's, he's doing what people tend to do. They get... He's doing what Donald Trump did. He's lying. Well, yeah, <laughs> I you could certainly say that. But it, people get a hold of certain closely held myths, and they never let it get updated. You know, they just won't let their imagination reprogram also, their brains. Also, this isn't a lie. This is just a misstatement well, no, it's, or it's, it's confusion. Definitely not, it's definitely not <laughs> true. I mean, over the weekend, he said that the voting would be curtailed on Sunday, and then included that in a news release the next day, which it was false on both accounts. And then, uh, of course, now the thing about voting distances and, and, and moving baseball and so on. Uh, yeah, the president is struggling with knowing exactly what the Georgia election law is. I think what is happening is he's just overhearing, or he's hearing people talk about the law, well, but he hasn't Well, you would think he'd want to inform study, himself. Right. You would think he'd study up one of his. He has two United States senators who might understand the law uh, as it was passed. I'm sure they don't like it since they're both Democrats. Oh, well... Mr. Warnock knows all about it. He was talking about that recently. Well, you know, it seems to me that there there has to be some common sense. We talk about we need some common sense gun laws that will make us safer. And, of course, we had another oh, shooting start, overnight. Don't start that we again. We need some common sense voting laws. Was it laws. a mass shooting, though? That's what I want to know. Did people. We, four people dead. What, what's the cutoff for a mass shooting? I think four is the, the magic number. Is I it? Think okay. It is. All right. So we had another mass but, you know, shooting I, overnight. I, I think we need some common sense voting regulations. Mm -hmm. And to me, common sense is, you know, you you I don't care how you, how you set it up. You can let them vote seven days a week. You can let them cast... Ballots by mail, as long as you secure it and make sure that you know who's voting. What's the problem? Well, there is a problem because we are in an abyss in the U.S. You're talking about people who want to negotiate above board and come up with probably we'll call them voting best practices. You know, doctors use that phrase. So we'll say there's probably some best practices that states can follow. Well, the Democrats came up with a list of ones that they're interested in. I believe that is the House Bill 1. And, of course, it, it is, uh, it's things that they know are going to favor Democrats and Republicans, uh, particularly in Georgia and other places. I mean, there's hundreds of laws proposed around the state that would reduce Democratic voting, and so that's a strategy that they're employing. But it would seem to me that in this democracy, if we could just can't there be something that we do is above the abyss, that's above the fray, that's really benefit, is supposed to benefit all of us? Well, I mean, the Republicans and the Democrats both have gerrymandered districts
weeks in states uh, in Maryland. The Democrats did it here in Pennsylvania. So the, the democratic process it. itself isn't immune. Well, it isn't. Voting. And uh, unfortunately, you know, there's probably no way to take politics out of almost anything. But I would think voting that would be something we could agree on. It's a fundamental principle of this country. It's why we were founded, why people came here to have freedom of expression, freedom of thought, freedom to cast their votes as they see fit. But there have to be some limitations on that, like knowing that your vote actually, you are actually allowed to vote, that nothing has precluded you from voting. You're not mm-hmm. a convicted felon, although there's some debate over whether they should be allowed to vote again or not. You mean when they get out or when they're in? Well, when they're in, I think no, but when they're out and when they paid their debts to society, I've got no problem with them voting. Do you? Okay. I mean, I just don't. I mean, they they, they paid their debt. Mm, if we wipe the slate, the idea is we wipe for. the slate clean, let's wipe the slate clean. Depends oh, who are they were going to vote right. for? Oh, very some way we can assure that they'll vote Democrat, then we'll go there and it's okay. Well, I mean, there, there's got to be some way. But, I mean, just saying that someone needs to be able to identify themselves as the person voting and that we can have confidence that that's who they are, fine. After we do that, I don't care if they vote 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, as long as we understand that they voted once and that their vote is you know, from them, and they are entitled to cast it. All right, we got one call already and a couple of calls coming in. Frank, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hi, thanks. Um, yeah, I wanted to say about, you said Biden's mistaken. I mean, that's being pretty generous. He's just outright lying. <laughs> you know, one time would be a mistake, but he's said it about three times now. Yeah, this is number three you yesterday. Know, but, but somebody could have corrected him, and he could have corrected himself or just shut up about it, but He's either deeply confused or he's lying. Um, either one is bad. So, uh, you know, mistaken is very generous. Well, well he yeah, keeps getting... I'm, 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 I'm not trying to diminish it. I realize that he's saying things that aren't true, particularly when it comes to this voting thing in Georgia. Like I said, I think what happened was he probably heard... <coughs> Like the CBS News, TV's newscast, like two weeks ago on this, on what they were considering. And so, of course, well, he, he memorized three points, and now all of those are suddenly all fact. I don't want our president getting his information from the news. I didn't, you know, that's not, he's supposed to know this stuff. He's got a, a hundred advisors. Uh, You're right. You'd somebody, he could ask somebody, hey, what does this Georgia law actually say? And then he would know for sure. So it's looking right. less like an upgrade from the previous president than before, and <laughs> more like right, more of the right. same. <laughs> okay. More of the same. Plus, and, uh, if I could go off the topic for one more minute. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You, you had said about, you know, can we find the common good once in a while? I think you said something along those lines. But I'm, I'm thinking, you know, these politicians are lazy. Take this uh, infrastructure bill that's proposed, and, and Trump had a similar thing. Uh you could say there's some good in it, but but the problem is they they make these massive bills with a hundred things in them. Well, then, uh, you know, some's good and some's bad and some's you disagree on. So why don't they? You know, they need to break it down. They need to do their job and break it down to individual things. Like if you want to fix bridges, make that one bill. Right. Everybody can agree on that. And if you don't, you have a reason. But then, if you want a green energy plan, make that one bill. Uh, hmm. Things like that. So well, that, you know, the, the only problem, the only problem with that is the only way you get bad stuff in is to put some good stuff with it and hope that everybody will vote for the good stuff, ignoring wow. the bad exactly. stuff that's in it. So they need to get, they yeah, need well to stop said. Stop doing that. They don't. They're all and they all do it. 
Yeah, everybody yep. would vote for a bridge bill, but uh, half half the Republicans won't vote for a green bill. I have a bill that's going to give everybody in the United States ten thousand dollars a year for life. And by the way, we're going to ban abortion and take away your guns. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, you know, what are you anti-bridge? You <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, thank you so thank much, you Frank. Thanks, really Frank. Glad Appreciate you, your call. Glad you called today. All right, Lance. Next up, go right ahead. Last caller before the quickie break. You're on the mark. Okay. Why, anyway, that no food or drink, you know, for folks waiting in line, um, the only people that could, can't do that are folks who are from the parties involved, like the Salvation Army would show up there, or the nonpartisan league of whoever, you know, no problem whatsoever. But it was kind of a, uh, <laughs> down south, well, Joni grew up there in Virginia, and there was a fellow by the name of Kaz Walker, sort of like, if you want to say, boss hog, you know, and anyway, he was uh, oh, a local word healer that, uh, you know, had, uh, speak up, Trump, you know. or speak up, well, anyway, this up guy Trump. was like, a, we call a word healer, right? Okay. Okay, and anyway, when you took your ballot that showed you voted for him and took it into his bar, why you got a shot, a whiskey, and a beer, you know, an old boiler maker. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I think that is to um, kind of preclude that kind of thing, which probably, uh, knowing the South, that it might have been going on there. So, uh, something else here, you know, as we think of our vice president, now, uh, many times, or at least two times that I heard, who would break out in spontaneous laughter. Well, <laughs> well right? She does that I mean, quite often, actually, and it's more than it's twice. It's they a ran, nervous laughter. They right, ran a okay. montage of it on well, uh, Fox the other I'm, day. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm wondering here is, does D.C. have uh, uh, marijuana laws, you know, that you can, uh, you know, for recreational purposes? I don't know. I think she might have been snacking on some of them toothless brownies. <laughs> because right, well, let's ask her, were you smoking marijuana today, Kamala? Um, not today. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so she's but, not. Um, I have before, and I'm sure I will again. There okay, you go. there you go. There's a truthful answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're yeah. apparently right. Yeah, I mean, that's a salient trait, you know. Laughter. Now, if she starts hauling around a, bo- or a bag of Cheetos everywhere, then we know things are well, the Middlesworth. Are. Think Middlesworth. Go local. <laughs> okay. Yeah, nice. okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, sir. Thanks yeah, for thanks, calling Lance. in. Yeah. appreciate that. All right. 1 800 795 9565. We're moving right along. I Stan- wonder why you had the munchies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Oh, dear. Uh, stand by stand. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you, the other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right. Welcome back. <laughs> Talking about the good uh, 94KX mascot next door, Murphy the Irish Setter. Or oh, he's such a golden beautiful dog. Or something like Generally that. very, very friendly. But barks occasionally, and so, but it enhances WKOK when he used does. used to be my friend, but now <laughs> he really came down on me well, the other day. <laughs> after the election, Joe, I mean, honestly, really, what do you, what what do do you I expect? What right? do you expect, exactly. Stan, thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, have you read uh, Georgia's SB202, the voting uh, the voting integrity law that they put in place? No, I, I haven't have, read it, no. I have not, and really we should, because we talk all about it. We just don't know about it. It's 92 or 93 pages. I read through it. There's parts of it that are legal. He's at, you know, he just kind of glaze over. But the basic fact is if somebody wants a absentee ballot, they have to request it down there. And then when they send it in, they have to put their driver's license number or other government ID serial number or number that pertains to that ID on it to prove that they are who they say they are. Real simple. Does that make it racist? I wouldn't think so. Most people drive or have a driver's license, but those people who don't and don't have any form of identification, is there provision in the bill for them to get a legal identification? Right. That, and and to, is it easy yeah. to get? Right, and to get help getting that. That's that's the issue, at least oh, in oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, oh. There, 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 therein lies the problem. You know, to consider that most people, and, and they're saying it's racist because they say minorities, mostly black in, in Georgia, don't have the capability or knowledge of how to get an ID. Now, that in itself is racist. Well, that, I, I think that's a factor, but I, I think whenever you limit... Uh, voting to people that can easily get a form of ID. It may or may not be racist. I'm not sure that that's precisely it. But when you when you have to have an ID, a legal ID, you you automatically require someone to maybe have a birth certificate. And for 99% of the population, <laughs> that might be easy to do. But for 1%, it isn't or it's impossible to do. But how and did so, you register in the first uh, place? What's required when you register? Yeah, in other words, everybody has to register to vote, so I don't remember what was required of me, whether I had to bring a birth certificate along or a driver's license or what. The first time. The first time. But I've been registered since I was 21 years old. It's easy. It's tough for you and I to understand this, Stan. I have like a block on this in my brain, too. Come on. Come on, Mark. You don't know what I'm trying to say. Come on, Mark. (laughs) You don't know what I'm trying to say, so just listen for a moment. It won't kill you. It is difficult for you and I to understand that it is not easy for every single human in this state to get a legal ID. You don't get that. I'm not quite sure why it happens, but we know that that's true. Whether it's an issue, maybe something related to being in a minority group, maybe it's something like a religious group or Amish or something along that line, or maybe it's a mental health uh, concern, or maybe it's the fact that uh, they were an immigrant and don't have access to certain things. There are people in the world, Stan, and you and I don't know why, but they have trouble getting a legal ID. Then wouldn't so, they also have trouble voting? 
if they can't figure out how to get a legal ID, how can they figure out how to vote? Look, I'm, I'm just trying to point out, do a finding of fact here. Uh, that sorry, oh, Mark, come on. That's this, you know, soft bigotry of low expectations. Now, you said immigrants might not be able to get an ID. If they're a legal immigrant, when they came over here, they got a green card. And if they're eligible to vote, they have also become a citizen. So they have all that paperwork. Okay, so Stan, then, just thank you for correcting me. I appreciate that. 100% of all voting age people in Georgia have no trouble getting a legal ID. Do you really believe that? Yes. Okay, yes, well, now, then you're doing now, exactly what, what Biden's doing. Then you're doing exactly what Biden's doing. You're holding on to a closely held myth. So enjoy. <laughs> really? Now, in, in, in uh, the Atlanta Constitutional Urinal, whatever it is down there, the paper, okay, they said there is <laughs> like approximately <laughs> 200,000 people, citizens of Georgia, that do have not, not have the proper ID. Okay? Okay. So wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be better... To get those, if if they're having such a hard time, and they know who they are because they have a number, right? You would think. So wouldn't it be easier if they help those people get the identification that they need if they want to vote, than to 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 just say, oh, we don't need any ID, we don't care who you are, doesn't matter, go vote. I agree with you. I think, they have, I think that, well, I don't know whether it be easier, but I think that's absolutely what should be done. If the people cannot have some impediment to getting that kind of identification, then I think the state has an obligation to make it easy for them to get and then hold their feet to the fire when it comes to voting to make sure they put that identification uh, on their request for an absentee ballot or to vote by mail so that we have confidence in the election. To me, this is very simple. I mean, you make it easy for the people to get their proper identification and then you have them use it in order to vote. But if you read through the law, they also have other means that they can identify themselves on these absentee ballots. Like what? So if like, like what, well, Stan? Like there, what? There was, there was residency bills and, you know, use a, a, a bill of some sort or, or, or some other ID, you know, whether it be military or, or whatever. And I'd have to go through it and read it again because I don't remember exactly. But there was other means if they didn't have it. And I think if they didn't have it, the state would provide it to them. All they had to do was ask for it. Well, well, so there you is know, help in, the, in that bill. But it, for years, conservatives have complained about any kind of national ID card here in this country. It's the start to taking over the, by the Nazis, taking over the country by requiring everybody to have a national ID. But yet but most people do in Social Security, although the government doesn't use it for identification purposes, and it says it can't be used for <laughs> identification purposes. But everything I've ever done, it asked me for the, at least the last four numbers of my Social Security card. Stan. That, that's right. Stan. And, uh, Stan. Hold I, on. Hold on. Stan. Why? Does the bill <laughs> have the state help people get an ID? I believe, if I remember right, reading it, there is something in there to that effect. Oh. Now, I don't remember well, the exact terms and words because, like I said, there's a lot of legal ease in it that I kind of glossed over. But the basic points are that you need the ID, uh, some sort of ID to vote. And you have to request an absentee ballot. It will be sent to you when you fill it out. You put the number of your ID on so they have a reference number. 
Well, then and that's... I think there was a thing in there for Social Security number, too, if you didn't have an ID. Well, it seems like people on the left want to ignore all of these possible easy solutions just to say, well, we it, it's voter suppression. But I would think the state should set up a telephone number. You call in say, hi, my name is Al Smith. I don't have a proper identification, and I want to vote. All right, Mr. Smith, where do you live? What's your address? What's your phone number? All right, I'm going to send you the card. And, and that's <laughs> oh, yeah, it. That's right. That's you know, funny. And I don't, I don't care. One step further. Okay. Okay. Mr. Mr. Biden is pushing for everybody to get uh, the COVID vaccine, correct? Right. Okay. True. Now, when you go get that COVID vaccine, they ask for what? An ID. Well, primarily just to make sure you're the person who scheduled the appointment to get the shot. It's Bingo. Not to... <laughs> Okay. okay, so if a person now, now, and I heard this on a radio station, there was a suggestion. You know, if people are willing to go get the vaccine because the people that more than likely don't have an idea or want to get the vaccine because the government has scared them to death, whatever, they could, the state could set up in those places where they're given the vaccine an ID center, an ID uh, processing center where if you don't have it, yeah, Bingo. that's a great idea. We'll take yeah, as your long picture, as fill out all the information, and you get your ID when you, before you walk out the door. Well, that solves the issue that I was talking about. The, you know, this myth that anybody can get an ID anytime. You know, uh, but if they have provisions to help people get IDs, and they have people that are willing to do that, well, then that's the solution. That but is that, an but answer. But you could use, for example, if I have a driver's license, I wouldn't need that. So it would say the questionnaire right. would say when I send in for my application or my ballot, it would say what a identification are using. I'm saying I'm using right. my driver's license. The number is 111-222-333, and I would get it. Or I would say I'm using my state identification card. The number is 23678. Well, then so, in, I mean, it could be very simply done. In that case, the coverage of this aspect of Georgia's law is not only false, but it's misleading to say that the, the ID is an impediment if they have provisions in the law to help people get an ID. And there, if there's someone in Harrisburg or, well, or in Atlanta... Well, we don't know how many hoops you have to jump through to get help. that ID. My yeah. idea is that you don't make it hard for people to get the ID. You make it easy for them right. to get, and With then you require them help. to use it to yeah, vote. The helps are the key. You got to be. A, you have to have an ally on your your side in Harrisburg or in the state capitol there. Well, you know, and and none of, none of it. You know, an ID is used in everything. You can't fly. You can't go open a bank account. You can't drive. You can't do. A whole host of things. You know, if these people that supposedly don't have an idea are, are that bad off, they're probably on. Go- I'm now. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there, which is probably bigoted. They're probably on public assistance, and don't you need an ID to get that? Well, I think they would have an idea of who you are, so they probably could identify you. I would hope. I'm changing right. your category to bigot right now, so we got you switched around. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much, Stan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate all that. Right, have a good one. Hey, Bye. You too, brother. You're all hard, Mark. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here, Hall of Fame broadcaster and uh, super mayor of Shemokin Dam and highly informed on all things policing in the 21st century and uh, a wide range of other things. But his favorite name is... Your Honor. No. No, Papa. Papa. <laughs> you make your grandchildren call you Your That's Honor. That's right. I insist on it. <laughs> My little two-and-a-half-year-old says, well, yo, well, I'm not. <laughs> oh, well, that's pretty good. He's, he's learning. All right. All right. So we have his honor across from us. I'm my, Mark Lawrence. My 12-year-old going on 13 says, this is stupid. Papa. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, subpar performer. I am Mark Lawrence. So thank you for joining us on the Mark Sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Do, please, do as I've done on many occasions. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Please uh, do as one individual is doing right now. Call up that number, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Some brief news headlines. A man from Cold Township is facing 103 counts of possession of child pornography and disseminating photographs of child sex acts. 39-year-old Dean Reedy arraigned in front of Magistrate John Gembeck held on $25,000 bail. Extensive state and federal investigation involved in arresting him and seizing his computer. Uh, you saw him on the Phillies TV broadcast. Now Philadelphia sports journalist Greg Murphy is launching a new podcast, Glove Stories with Murph. When the idea was presented, I thought to myself, yeah, why not? I've had the opportunity over the years to talk to so many players, active players, retired players, and just listening to them tell their stories about the days when they were in uniform and playing and the way they're able to bring it back in such great detail. That's really the idea behind Glove Stories. Greg Murphy, well-known to Phillies fans as the field reporter for NBC Sports Philadelphia as well. New podcast drops today, as people in the business uh, told me to say. The new podcast drops uh, today, GloveStories.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Spotify, Pod, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or my favorite, Pocket Podcast. Uh, you can also hear it Sundays on Ego 107. Uh, a lot of folks getting jabbed these days. We're having a regular jab fest around here. The local vaccine dose count was updated Wednesday. 2,200 local residents have received at least one shot lately. That includes 1,100 in Northumberland County. Now 41,000 souls in Northumberland County have had at least one shot. Snyder County's got 13 folks, uh, 13,000 folks on board. And uh, Union County has uh, 528 more residents with at least one shot of the vaccine for 16,000 total in Montour County, 14. We've got those numbers at WKOK.com. Soon everybody will be eligible for a vaccine. You get a vaccine and you get a vaccine. When we asked, providers representing every region at that time said that they had available appointments starting next week. Anecdotally, we are hearing from providers across the state, including densely populated regions, that they are ready to move to the next phase of eligibility. Acting Secretary of Health Allison Bean making the announcement that everybody will be eligible by April 19th. 
And she says that uh, in the meantime, law enforcement, firefighters, grocery store workers, food and agriculture workers uh, can start to schedule their appointments uh, very soon. And we talked a little bit about marijuana. It's official marijuana is legal in New York. Governor Andrew Cuomo signed the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act into law Wednesday morning. The legislation was passed by the New York Assembly and the Senate Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just picturing what you're thinking as he's signing this law. He's reaching out and grabbing somebody, somebody in, the, yes. <laughs> in, the, in the room. I'm sorry. The new law establishes the Office of Cannabis Management. <laughs> hey, it figures the Democrats well, will create yeah. an office. To, now it is funny. You know, now we're regulating this. Establishes the Office of Cannabis Management, uh, expands the New York existing medical marijuana program, establishes a licensing system, and creates a social and economic equity program encouraging <laughs> individuals disproportionately impacted by cannabis enforcement to participate in the industry. Okay, so that would be an incentive so for people who So in other words, somebody who was a marijuana dealer should now become a legal and arrested, marijuana dealer. And arrested, uh, impacted by cannabis enforcement. Isn't this sort of in the line of letting the uh, fox run the hen house? Uh, well, so you have somebody that you know is willing to break the law and has broken the law and has been punished in the past for breaking the particular law is now in charge of... Helping, but on the other hand, look at it this way. The In theory, they're very knowledgeable about the product. Right. They know the business. They know the uh, uh, the Jamaican versus the Hawaiian brands. Remember, that was a big deal. In no, the I'm pot afraid business. I don't remember Well, that. in the pot business decades ago, they used to say, oh, this is, you know, Hawaiian. This is supposed to be pretty good. It's that volcanic soil, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> it probably is. All right. It drains well. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Mike is on the line talking about censorship. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, this is a personal experience on censorship. Uh, Josh Rogan is an investigative reporter for the Washington Post, and uh, I, I personally think he's a very good reporter. And he has a book out. It's called Chaos Under Heaven, and it looks at the Trump administration and the relationship with uh, China uh, during those, you know, basically almost five years. And uh, <clears throat> It was a very interesting discussion that I listened to uh, with him being interviewed. It was an 80-minute discussion that basically went through pretty much every chapter in the book. But the, what I found to be the most fascinating was when he got to the chapter on COVID, okay? And in that chapter, he discussed in, a, in, in what I believe to be a frank way that's not entertained about uh, this situation. When, when anybody says... Uh, there, you know, there's a possibility that this thing took place as a, a release from the uh, laboratory there where they work on these viruses. And basically, if anybody says that, it's always prefaced with without proof, okay? So <clears throat> people are being censored. And I, and I made up a post to put on my Facebook page that showed the cover of the book and uh, a brief description of the 80-minute podcast and where to go to listen to uh, the chapter on the virus and it was up there for a day and then all of a sudden I get a notice that I'm uh, violating community standards and uh, that post can no longer be seen by others it can't be liked by others but I can see it myself if I want to look at it on my own Facebook page. <laughs> can your friends see it? What community standards did you violate? Well they, they called it uh, misleading uh, contributed to misleading and misrepresentation of facts contributed to it. And didn't say you were misleading. You're contributing to misleading facts. 
yes, I was, I'm responsibly guilty for uh, spreading misleading and misrepresenting facts, yes. Hmm. And, and to, see, this is the thing. <clears throat> this is my rub with artificial intelligence. I'm essentially a nobody living in Bloomsburg. And if social media and high tech can get down to the, my street level and do that to me, what kind of pressure is being put on important people, institutions, news networks? To me, we're in dangerous territory, and I don't see anything reversing the course. Well, I think a lot of people agree with you. I, I don't always, I always have kind of repeated over and over, I think it's a private organization, Twitter and Facebook, they're private groups. If you want to sign up, you do it. If you don't, but a lot of people who are maybe more sensitive to it than I am, say what you're saying, that this is a, this, a slippery slope. Yeah. Well, it's beyond slippery because so many organizations have official Twitter feeds, okay? And these are, you know, credible organizations. So, uh... To, to be put up your important stuff and then be censored by the people that own Twitter when Twitter has no accountability at all for what's up, I, it is a very dangerous thing. What did Goebbels say? He said, a, a lie that is told once is a lie. A lie that gets repeated a thousand times is the truth. So if the truth is suppressed a thousand times, then the converse of the truth becomes uh, you know, the, if the, the converse of the truth is a lie, and the lie is suppressed, then that converse or the lie becomes the truth, and that, to me, is what we are seeing. And, and censorship is occurring openly. When Biden and Kamala Harris came out and said, "We're not letting reporters in to see and take pictures of what's actually going on here," I mean, that was in-your-face censorship, and it was embraced by everybody. All of it, well, not all of this, but it's generally being accepted that censorship is okay, quote, for the right reasons. And sometimes those reasons don't make a lot of sense. I'm a Facebook friend of the Gettysburg Museum of History, and they often show things that they have on display. They'll put a picture up. But according to community standards, if they show something from Nazi Germany, they have to blank out the swastika, which I think is insane. It's not like they're advocating a return to Nazism. They're just showing something from the past. You know, so I can understand that they don't make a differentiation. They just say, okay, this is all bad, even when it doesn't make sense to say that. And it's, well, you're right. Okay, so the, some people would find, you know, improperly used, the swastika is offensive, right? Right. But if, if people are a, a, a grown to accept, well, hey, we can't show that because it's bad, then it, what uh, Mark just said, there's a slippery slope. They're willing to accept more and more and more. And, and, and here's the last thing I'm going to say. If you, if you listen to the people uh, from Stanford University that are associated with the Hoover Institution, they really, in my mind, they're scientists. Some of them were advisors to Trump. And they, when they report things, they report accepted things in the medical community. Okay? But because those accepted things in the medical community were going against the Democrat narrative, those people were attacked, they were maligned, and then, worse than that, they were misquoted, which is a real smear. And, and, and none of that gets covered when you, you know, I can turn on CNN, and I do occasionally, I want, I want to see what uh, CNN and MSNBC spin is, and it's 180 out from the spin on Fox. So. Uh, you know why is that? Why why can't 
why isn't the truth acceptable anymore? Why does it have to have someone spin on it? That's the problem I see. Good point. All right, we got you, Mike. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling in with that uh, that update. Yeah, you'd mentioned that on Facebook uh, or some messaging, email, or some other way. To we the, have a call coming in, and we have a couple of texts and some emails. Go right but in. are we taking a break first? Or uh, are we no, we have it? time for the texts. Okay. Uh, regarding the new requirements for the Georgia voting law, where exactly do you place this ID number? If it's on the outside of the envelope, that allows for identity theft. If it's on the inside of the envelope or on the ballot, that allows eliminates the concept of secret ballot. Bill from the village of Dewart. Hey, Bill, if you've ever voted in Snyder or Union County, and I assume you have, you will find that there's a sheet at the bottom of the ballot that has a number on it, identifies you as having been voter number 27, Mm -hmm. but you rip it off, and you keep that, and you just send the ballot back in. So it could come with your your number on it so that they know that this ballot went to you. You just rip that number off, fill out your ballot, and go back, and we're all safe. And in Pennsylvania, if you vote by mail, there's two envelopes. One is the mailing envelope that doesn't have any revealing information on it, and the second one is your ballot ballot envelope that has your name on it and your signature, because that's how they match up, figure out if you're who you say you are, is using signatures in Pennsylvania. That's still the system. So uh, I don't know if they're doing that in Georgia or not. It's a good question. Well, I mean, it would be a simple Using fact. two ballots. I'll tell you another thing that would be very simple. Um, I belong to uh, Planet Fitness, and they give me a card that has a barcode on, to, to specific to me. Mm. And when I go in the door, I just hold that barcode up against their scanner, and it says, "Hey, Joe's here." Of course, now they've gone and they've changed it, and they've they've taken something that was beautifully simple and made <laughs> it complex. Now I have to have my phone or my tablet. I have to scan some of those crazy little squares, and then wave my phone at this this device when I come in. Well, that's so I mean, not that's good. making it hard. Yeah, that's Why would you? take a simple system and make it hard. With voting, let's have a simple system that guarantees everybody their safety and the integrity of the ballot. It's called form over function. You want things to look good or seem good better than they really are. Well, let's make them harder. Let's say, hey, let's make everybody drag a computer in here. (laughs) All right. Another one, uh, when we talked about the fact that marijuana is legal in Pennsylvania, or no, I'm sorry, in New York State. Oh, and by the way, the answer to the question in the District of Columbia that I think Lance or somebody asked Mm -hmm. is it is is legal to own it, to use it, to cultivate it, and to, uh, there was something else, four things, use, own, cultivate. The only thing you can't do is sell it. Oh, okay, marijuana. Marijuana, right, okay. Uh, And uh, one of our texters says, the best way to keep people under control is to keep them stoned. That's why these states are pushing to legalize pot. All right. <laughs> well, hey, man. That, that, wow, that, man. We had that's, that comment before. One of our listeners that's sent us a deep, note man. saying they're interested in legalizing psychedelics in California. Mushrooms, uh, yes. All right, mushrooms. Et, what they call them edibles, don't they? Uh, no, they no? would call them psychedelic mushrooms. I thought they called them edibles. edibles. And, um, other types of hallucinogens. I don't know any other ones other than LSD. But uh, uh, there's a move afoot to make them legal, too, or to at least decriminalize them. And so we'd received that comment before, is that what the government wants is to legalize these drugs so that you're in a stupor and you won't notice yeah. that they're... Can you imagine on the market we were stoned? Wow, Dang man, it. that's deep. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Sometimes I think you're high on something hey, when, man, you, when uh, you come in here. That's profound, man. All right. And one of our other texters says, there are two envelopes for absentee ballots in Georgia. Again, read the law. All the info is there. It's only 92 or 93 pages. All right. And Stan said, much of it is legalese that you can uh, uh, appropriately gloss over. So thanks for that. All right. We got a long email related to, what's this about? The Don't war. know. I haven't read it. <laughs> okay. uh, about the, the media, war. I see a lot of stuff covered in here. All right. Well, we'll take a look at that when we come back. 1-800-795-9565. If you'd like to join us on the telephone, we've been talking, strangely enough, on this show. We've talked about immigration for some of the show. Talked about Joe Biden saying, uh, repeating over and over some closely held lies. lies. <laughs> you know, I, I call them myths, but this particular one is a lie. But uh, we can talk about that. Uh, censorship. One of our good listeners, very concerned about Facebook, won't let him uh, not even express an opinion, just to convey some opinions from some other learned individuals. 1-800-795-9565. And this email is called Wall. So we'll be reading that on the radio when we come back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Still open phones. Kind of odd when we talk about immigration, but yeah, we uh, got... Actually, we're talking about voting rights and the fact we started talking about uh, the fact that they're going to try to pull the Major League All-Star game out of Atlanta because of the voting rights bill signed into law by Governor Kemp down there. Okay, so and who's who's trying to pull that out of their Major League Well, President Biden is saying that it's a good idea, and then in doing so, he repeats the lie that the polls are going to close at 5 o'clock under this bill. There's absolutely nothing in this bill that says the polls are closing at 5 o'clock. And he's gotten four Pinocchios for it more than once because he keeps repeating it. Well, he also said the voting was curtailed on Sunday. Advanced voting was curtailed on Sunday, which that was originally in the bill, and he apparently heard that then, but he's never paid attention because it's not in the new bill. Well, you remember when Sunday in this state years ago, they had blue laws and you couldn't buy anything except absolute (laughs) essentials. Right. You no, know, so we've we've gotten rid of that. Could you buy gasoline at the gas station on Sunday? Um, you know, I don't remember. I wasn't driving back when those blew. Oh, yes, I was. I don't know whether you could buy gasoline or not. I remember being. Uh, we lived in Chambersburg at the time, and um, I can remember going into the People's Drug Store yeah, on Sunday, not. and they had the areas taped off that you things you couldn't buy. Oh dear. <laughs> I, I, you were allowed to buy newspapers, and I think drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, prescri- your prescriptions filled or something like that, but then almost the rest of the store was blocked off. 
They well, call them blue laws for some reason. I don't think I ever understood why. Well, fortunately, quite a few stores are going to be closed on Easter, so when you drive around, you see everything's closed. Uh, enjoy that. That's what it used to be like on every Sunday, <laughs> which is the way it should be now, as far as I'm concerned. You don't remember Wednesday afternoons, they used to close down everything, all the stores. Oh, definitely. I do remember. Well, it wasn't that long ago. They wanted ago, to go play golf, I guess. It wasn't that long ago. Banks abandoned that because they held on to that, you know, the Wednesday afternoon uh, closure. Now they're open normal hours on Wednesday. But uh, for the longest time, banks closed Wednesday afternoon at 1 o'clock. So did the post office. It was just this. Yeah, it was just this. Yes, it was just the strangest thing. You'd have to memorize that this government service that's, you know, <laughs> wins, they delivered the mail wins, on Wednesday. No rain or <laughs> gloom of night. Well, not Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> they delivered the mail on Wednesdays. Right, yeah, in the morning. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Joe, The Wall. Okay, it says, good morning. Have you seen the new video on TV, a man putting a three-year-old and a five-year-old on our side of the wall, dropping them about five feet down? Actually, I saw that this morning. Yeah, CNN showed it like 20 times last night. This is gripping. Yeah, it is. They, they have a... a is it an adult or a teenager dropping a... Well, they a, have them bl- blocked out. I couldn't see who they uh, were. Okay. They had showed them in silhouette. Uh, they didn't show their well, actual they showed faces. them on infrared, but they're from a distance away. Yeah. But it's infrared footage somebody shot, and they're okay. dropping a kid over the wall, and the kid falls about eh, maybe six feet and, you know, kind of tumbles a little bit. It's gripping. It's now, terrible. Well, they said if the border guard wouldn't have been looking through field glasses, those two children would have been lost in the desert. They could have taken those children to the gate and let them there. This has to stop. And the media, what do they put on TV? The Floyd case. This video of the children being dropped over the wall should be shown worldwide. American shame. And where is Dr. Fauci? I think he should be down at the border. And look, what's going on with COVID-19 and how the children are being taken care of? No, he can't or won't say a word. This has to stop. Yes, I called my senator. I hope this is the line in the sand. Stop this. Close our border. This is chaos. Oh, I wonder if that is true. Yeah, nobody can be unmoved by watching that video. So, yeah, they showed it last night. And, uh, well, it was on Fox and CNN. I don't know. I didn't. I never got to MSNBC. I didn't but, see it. Uh, I did see it on CNN this morning. Well, and uh, Dr. Fauci, I don't know that he can function anymore because he's political. You know, he's no longer a physician. <laughs> or epidemiologist or whatever his precise title is. Now he's totally politicized, and he's encouraged that. He hasn't, uh, you know, he can't stop it, maybe because of his new position, but uh, I'm not sure that he would help at the border. Let's send somebody else down there that might be able to help more. All right, our callers are lining up. Chris, you're on the mark. I'm sorry, Dan, you're on the mark. Chris is next. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, on voting rights, back about eight and a half years ago, my dad was in Elmcroft Assisted Living Facility at Lewisburg, and there was talk of after having voter identification then. And my dad already didn't have a, gave up his driver's license in the 90s, so he didn't have anything. Well, the director. And neither did a lot of other people in there. The director of Elmcroft, since the talk was you were going to have to have ID, she got everyone in their ID, and they some of them never had a driver's license. But then it turned out that you didn't need it for that election. 
that was the presidential uh, eight about eight and a half years ago or more. So, so there she got everybody identification that they could use to vote without a problem. So I think it's a large farce that it's going to keep people from voting. It's only going to make it legitimate, which we need. Well, it won't stop people from voting if they do what your director there did. They help. I mean, that's right. the linchpin. I'm not opposed to voter ID if and only if everybody who needs an ID gets help. That's what yeah. we talked about the Georgia law. Apparently, there's some assistance for individuals who may have trouble. So that's 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 the key as far as I'm concerned is to help. Well, making yeah. it easy. Just make it easy. Well, well yeah. it might not even with help, it might not be easy, but at least you get the help. Well, yeah, and then you could carry that a little further and say, okay, well, what about the person who has some sort of hand tremor motion and they can't actually mark the ballot? So should someone be allowed to go in the voting booth with them to provide them help in voting? I you know, would you, think so. <laughs> really? Like, Maybe an objective dad, person. My dad, uh, he, well, he had a little tremor, but he still could vote. So he didn't have a problem. But uh, I know he... Him and I would have voted alike, so it wouldn't have been no controversy there. There could have been times I would have voted different than him, but, I, you know, you have to have a trusted relative or someone to go in with. I'd say go in with you, but I wouldn't be opposed to that. But, but uh, back when I originally registered at... I don't remember what was required, not a lot, but uh, I wanted to be independent as what I really wanted, but uh, I was told, well, then you can't vote in the primaries, and so I wanted to vote in the primaries, so I registered Republican then, so I could... I figured it'd be more people that would agree with my philosophy in the Republican Party than in the Democratic Party, so I registered Republican, but I don't remember what was required of me at that time, which is a ancient history now, you know, over 50, probably over 50 years ago already, so. Okay, well, that's a good and, point. And, uh, yep, I, but uh, I always, it's a great privilege to vote. And we got to make it so people have faith in the voting system. Right now, I honestly, Joe, I haven't talked to one person that's a Trump voter that thinks we were treated right. I haven't met him yet. Now, you may be Yes, you met me. Trump. You haven't met me, but I think Trump was treated fairly in the election process. Okay, you're the first one and the only one that I met yet that voted for Trump that think he wasn't cheated <laughs> out of it. And there was a lot of hanky-panky, but we'll never know. <laughs> right, because well, it may didn't happen. There may have been hanky, but there was definitely no panky. No panky. Yeah, panky left the building. <laughs> yep. All right, Dan, we'll thank you. We'll never know for sure, Joe, and that's where we're at. We don't know. Maybe Biden did win. 
I doubt it very much, but... Listen, five million, five million voter fraud votes would have been pretty obvious. You couldn't hide something that big. You know, you might be, might be able to hide a couple of thousand here and there, or as Trump said in, uh, was it in Georgia, find me 11,000 votes or 11,001 votes. You might be able to do that, but five million, no, I don't think so. <laughs> why was there so much secrecy? If it was all legitimate, why did they want to allow any investigation into it if it was legitimate I, I would, the Republicans no filed problem. every lawsuit, Dan. The Republicans filed every lawsuit. They, If they had proof, they would have presented it to the court, and the courts would have found it overwhelming, and they would have done something about it. Come on, We've Jim. overturned elections in, in this country before because of voter fraud, both Republican and Democratic voter fraud. But so the uh, courts they, don't they, have a hanky-panky well, clause. You know, <laughs> they had them lawyers. <laughs> Trump. Trump had not the best lawyers in the world. I <laughs> well, don't that's know not, why that's he his fault. <laughs> friendship right. don't always give you the best lawyers. All right, we got a schedule, I know he Dan. was friends with right. them couple lawyers, and they weren't the best. You know how how they looked. Yep, they look they pretty dumb. Look, hey, listen, we have another bad. caller. We have to go, Dan. Thank okay, you. Appreciate you your call. Take care. Great, great right. talking. You too. Thank you so much. Oh, upper right-hand corner, then the break. Says you can take someone into a voting booth with you to help you vote if you have a physical disability, but you may need a doctor's note to verify it. Says Signed Mike. Mike. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Talking about voting, the wall. We talked about that and dropping a kid over the wall. Captured on infrared uh, film. Joe Biden's lies. Um, closely held lies. <laughs> I was calling them myths, but at this point, you know, if you get corrected and you do it anyway, it's a lie. Welcome back to the KFK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Chris, you've been more than patient. Go right ahead. Thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Yeah, I think you got some things wrong about the uh, Georgia voting wall, but uh, one thing that wasn't mentioned at all was that the uh, way the person in the office that stopped the the attorney from from turning uh, declaring Trump the winner or uh, the guy who that did it that the Secretary power of State. is now transferred to the legislature. Oh, you mean the Secretary of, of, of State's the state. function? The Secretary yeah. of State's function, Chris? Yes. Okay. And ha- and who's gonna who's going to handle that? The entire legislature. Yes. Hmm. Which has uh, been Republic- solidly Republican since 2005, so it's made it a one-way partisan deal much more. But they just elected two Democratic people. senators. They just elected two Democratic senators. Yeah, but that's not. This is the state level. I know, but I'm just saying it looks to me yeah, like the well, state that has may be moving. To do with the state having different because that's gerrymandered completely. Right. Okay. Okay. And uh, they've also fired the guy who stopped that vote in Michigan, the Republican who voted against it because there was no evidence that uh, broke the the one one tie and stopped it from being the votes being transferred to, to Trump. They fired him, the Republicans, and replaced him with somebody else. And Arizona also tried to do the same thing, and several other states are trying to do the same thing in their election laws. Now, also, this uh, there is 
nine to five voting that's that's uh, in the in the early voting, and I think the some runoff voting. The hours only the hours are guaranteed or by law are nine to five. Counties can do seven to seven if they want. That's not election day voting. That's right. uh, early voting and and some of the runoff stuff. But it's not also, a law the that mail in voting. The mail in voting has been you I think they can only send out ballots 29 days before the election instead of the previous 49 and they have to be received by 11 days before the election to be counted instead of four days so they whittled that off at both ends but does that make a difference if they provide you the vote of the ballot in a timely fashion if it, well it's 29 days to, so that only leaves 24 days for you to fill it out and the post office to get it there 24 days so would seem like a, long, a short enough time. to what it used to be, uh, no, it's 11, 29 minus 11, that's 18 days. Chris, I walk into the voting booth and I get my ballot cast in about five minutes. Why is 29 days insufficient? It's 29 minus 11, that would be... Uh, <laughs> Still, I vote in five minutes. I cast my vote. I read the ballot, I cast my vote in five minutes. Yes, but that's obviously to try to cut down on on mail-in ballots, which they wanted to do, right? Well, 29 days seems very generous, even with 11 days off. I mean, that seems like plenty of time you could plan if you know what it is. They're not springing it on you. They're telling you what in advance it is, so you have time to plan and do it. Yes, you do, but it's it's uh, it's 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 there for what what's wrong with the forty nine and four that they used for years? What's wrong with the twenty nine they're proposing now? It it shortens the thing, and what more people want to vote by mail now than used to. It shortens the time. But that doesn't so mean it can't to, be handled. You have to apply for the ballot. They have to send it out, and and you have to get have it sealed and done and mailed back. And the post office might take three or four days to get us there, right? So but that, it, that does cut down the window considerably. So do these people know who they're voting for, or do they make up their mind at the last minute? Uh, don't ask me. Well, I mean, I, I assume if I send in a ballot request, <laughs> I know who I'm going to vote for. What's to do with it? Because I, I know who I'm going to vote for. I'm not sending in and saying... they also <laughs> cut down on the number of drop boxes. And when the drop boxes could be open, the drop boxes can only be open during regular business hours or 9 to 5, I believe. And as you recall, they That's had drop boxes in front one. of a Democratic committeeman's and home. they cut down... Excuse me? They had drop boxes in front of a Democratic committeeman's home. You didn't have any problem with that, I guess. Uh, if it's secured, no. Why would I? But they aren't secured. That's the problem. The drop boxes weren't secured. You don't know that. <laughs> yes, I do. The story yeah. was widely reported. Joe, they weren't Joe, secured. Joe, Joe, get, get, get real. How many? Uh, how, how far should it be from a committee man's home? I'm more concerned about the security how, how of it. How far should it be? Is there a two-block law? Do you think there should be a two-block law? It's got to be at least... A half a block away? How, I mean, how far away do you have to be from a polling place before you can put up a sign? There are rules about these things, right, you know. Right, right. And by the way, that's another thing. The, the 150 feet from the polling place law about the food and water, it's also 25 feet from anybody in line. 
but it doesn't cover unattended machines. From anybody in line. But it doesn't cover machines. So if a machine is there, they may go get something to drink. A, mach- a machine is. Yeah. A vending machine. Okay, You've heard of vending machines. Machine and uh, it's legal to have somebody hold your place. I guess, yes, that's true. <laughs> Well, you could put vending machines. If, so, oh, if, we gotta go. if and if, yes. If this okay. is a problem, you could put vending machines along the path of, that the people are okay. lined up to vote. All right, we got to go. Yeah, Thank you, you so were much, talking Chris. About it, oh, after 150 feet, it doesn't matter, and it's only campaign workers. That's not true. It's that it's only campaign workers. All right, we got you, Chris. Thank you so much for calling so you're, in. You're missing a lot on the law, All and right. there's other things in it. But we haven't missed Joe thank Biden you. lying. We got that right, so thanks, Chris. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you one of your lies was a 9 to 5, and I just told you there is a, a, there's a, not, He's saying in the bill. 9 to 5 voting only as being guaranteed. He's saying that the bill... Early were, voting. No, you're, you're, early you're, voting. you're ignoring the yes, lie. The lie is the only thing guaranteed. The lie is that 5 o'clock ends voting. It doesn't have and to end it. doesn't. And also, there's no mandatory Sunday voting, only mandatory Saturday voting for early voting. All right, we got you. And lied. Polls to the polls, Mark. I hope, the, I the hope, the, hope the Washington Post is counting Biden's lies now like they did Trump's, so we can keep souls our scores. to the polls. Got it. Thank you so much, Chris. I very much appreciate it. Upper right-hand corner, and then we got to get Joseph on the radio. It is easy to get an ID. Just go to your local driver's license, Department of Transportation. They will give you a general ID. A friend of mine has no car. He does not drive, but he got over there to get his ID. I'm sure if anyone in someone's family or town and they were asked to take them for an ID to be able to vote, I think they'd do it. I don't think I could name one person that wouldn't help another person get a photo ID. We do help these people. But the real problem is Democrats. They want illegals to vote. Yes, simple as that. My thought is, because voting is a privilege, I don't want them to have the privilege of voting without their being here legally. Oh, brother. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, what a bizarre concept that is. Well, the, the email is full of it, but that's okay. We'll move on. We read it, and we're glad they sent it. Uh, Joseph, go right ahead. You're on the mark. Yes, I want to comment on uh, Dan was saying he never met anyone that voted for Trump other than Joe there <laughs> that uh, believed that election wasn't stolen. Uh, I, I got to kind of disagree with that a little bit. I'm not a, a liberal, but uh, in the campaign, Donald Trump, uh, you, we all know that he had rallies that thousands of people came. Joe Biden couldn't even get a handful of people half the time, and he didn't even get out of his basement. And so people thought that, you know, Trump, with all that publicity and, and the crowds that he drew, would win easily. And I thought that also, okay? But here's my point. The point is that Hillary Clinton they thought was going to win easily. She did get the majority of votes, the popular votes, right? Right. But she didn't win. And so for four years, the news media, Oprah and and, uh, The View and all these shows, I don't think Oprah was on then, but all these other liberal shows just denigrated President Trump and tore him down. My, My mother, she would only watch NBC. That's all she watched. And that, in fact, I always always watched CNN and NBC until a year or so ago. I didn't even know Fox existed, where you could hear another point of view. And if I had listened to that and believed what they said, no way would I have voted for President Trump, Uh, you see. And so the point is here 
that all these people blew. They knew that if they were to get the Democrats, if they were to get out when Hillary Clinton was uh, running and voted, but they figured she was a show-in, and they just didn't get out. But now they got out, and they voted, and that's what happened. And uh, although there was election fraud, there was fraud, of course. Sure. Uh, you know, you had so many inconsistencies in Philadelphia and New York and California and all over. But I don't think it was enough to carry uh, President Trump to victory. I agree with and, you. Uh, I agree. That's why I, pardon me? I agree with you. I think you're right. Well, they had dead people voting up in the Wilkes-Barre region. Well, the dead always turn yeah, out but, uh, in large I'm numbers in about Chicago. The majority of votes that were cast. These people were, they, in other words, they didn't vote for anybody else. A lot of Republican uh, senators or whatever made it in. It was only Trump that, that uh, blew it with them. And they got out and voted for, against Trump. They didn't necessarily want Joe Biden. And he didn't carry a good message. I mean, come on, the guy, he can't even remember a sentence. He, he gets lost in the center, middle of a sentence. Uh, and that's just the way it is. But I he think. was electable. Uh, yep, great point. Uh, yeah, another comment I'd like to make on voting. What difference does it make between Republican or Democrat if you can't get water in the line? Wouldn't it be just as difficult for a Republican to vote? I don't understand that myself. Say that again. I was. I, I didn't yeah, get you're not allowed to give uh, that voting law or something where they said you can't give someone oh, water in the water. standing in line or whatever. Well, how would that? Uh, favor the Republicans and not the Democrats, because if I was a Republican in the line, I'd want water too, maybe. You know what I mean. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe right. they used to. Maybe Democrats gave out a lot of water in the past, or pizza, or whatever, and they wanted and to curtail that. And one other comment I'd like to make on uh, oh, this uh, COVID deal. I just was watching the news this morning, and they were saying, when you get that shot, do you, did you guys got the shot, right? Mm-hmm. I did, yes. Did you Mark get some kind of a an ID card or something yes. that says that you got the shot? Yes, yeah. I did. It's the mark of Nimrod card they give you. Oh boy, that's a great. Is that is? How did you get come up with that name? <laughs> you you gave used it to it. us at Christmas. <laughs> Pardon me. You gave it to us at Christmas. I did. Yeah, you yes, talked you about the Christmas about tree being related to Nimrod. Oh well, hey, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Here's my point. Uh, that I was listening, to, and they were saying to get into a baseball game or something, you're going to have to show that card to get on a plane or something. And uh, these things are just lowering people in to receiving something called the Mark of the Beast, which was written, if you stop to think for a moment, that was written 2,000 years ago in the Bible, that in the end time you would have to receive a mark in your right hand or your forehead, and you cannot buy or so sell. You couldn't every, conduct any commerce. Is every and vaccine another mark of the beast, or just yeah, No, it's the not COVID. the mark of the beast. Don't misunderstand me. It's just lowering us into that uh, thing that we Slippery know. Slope. We, in other words, you can't go into Walmart or different stores. It well, says you must wear a mask to come in here. The president well, was talking. Again, the president uh, was talking about having a a, vac- a COVID passport, which I think is certainly um, a dangerous slope to get on. The fact that you have to prove that you've been vaccinated, but you don't have to prove that who you are to vote. That's the problem I see. Yeah, right. You know, if we're so going to require proof of everything. This is to lull people to sleep, and when this mark does come out that you can't buy or sell, they will take it without any question, and it's coming very soon. All right, so that's gotcha. my comment for today. Thanks right. a lot, Joseph. Thank you appreciate so your call. Have Take care. Great, have a great yep. Easter. We appreciate it. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Are you okay, Joe? I am. I'm very well, thank you. Joe's going to have a wonderful... You're going to the 8 p.m. Easter vigil Saturday evening? 
No, I go Sunday. I got you. All right, we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Hey, on the mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership. Don't make me laugh right before we come back on the air. <laughs> uh, North 4th Street in Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15. throwing Hummel's Wharf. We're talking about some closely held myths uh, off mic. You're welcome to email us your favorite one. Uh, 1-800-795-9565 for a speedy dialer right now. But do what I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com. That's where I checked out the Ford F-150. And when I went down and talked to Kyle, I said, I want to drive the one you have on the lot. That's antimatter blue. Uh, with the gray accent, XLT package, uh, V6 EcoBoost with the start-stop technology, 24 miles to the gallon. Now, I have a Ford Ranger, and that's what it gets on the highway. Well, this is an F-150, and that's what it gets on the highway, uh, 24 miles to the gallon. Of course, I drove it, and I had the Eco Coach on the whole time, and I had the mileage up to 30 miles to the gallon on the highway and uh, didn't really do any city driving, but super, super truck, 360-degree camera, so you can see all the way around. You will never dent anything else accidentally again has hill hold and all hold if you wanted to anytime you come to a stop flat or otherwise it won't glide forward you can have it hold or you can turn that off if you don't like that i personally like to glide forward a little bit at the stop sign but uh, you can switch that around has eco mode has the eco coach has the little drone overhead that's always taking pictures of you making sure you don't hit anything my four little helpers they help me backing up it's got the trailer backup towing situation that'll help you out joe this email has been here today. Check that out. Right. The liberal media constantly complained about Trump lying. Yesterday, Biden made false statements about the Georgia voting law. They will not correct it. Funny how the false statements about providing water or reduced voting hours are racist. I guess white people don't need water and only vote during typical business hours. You want to fix racism in this country? Eliminating the Democratic Party would be a good start. They feed on it, nurture it for political exploitation, and would be at a total loss without it. Oh, get rid of the Democratic Party. Now, they accuse Democrats of cancel culture. That's cancel culture. That is cancel culture. You want to get rid of something. No, we don't want to get rid of it. Well, uh, that's where a lot of the minorities and blacks are, so this is just another effort to keep the black man down. (laughs) Get rid of the Democratic Party. Outlaw it. And, of course, what what does outlawing the Republican Party do? What does that produce? Well, that would be keeping the... The White uh, man down, right? (laughs) Well, predominantly, but uh, everybody else. Have a nice weekend. Have a good Easter. WKOK Sunbury.